Welcome to The Near Memo, a weekly conversation about search, social, and commerce. What happened, why it matters, and the implications for local. Welcome everybody to The Near Memo, episode 122, where we talk about all things local, and today is another all Google episode. So we're going to dive right in, and we're going to talk about a new Google ad unit. Google. Before we do, I just want to point out that if you notice, if you're watching this video and you don't see any sparkle in Greg's eye, it's because he just got back from Las Vegas. So, just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Yes, I was at a conference. I was at the Milestone Internet Marketing Conference, and I did a presentation on consumer behavior and banking for local marketers, and then one on sort of the holistic direction of Google and local. And, uh, that, you know... I'm, I'm used up, but not so used up that I can't do this podcast. Anyway, so here we are again, coming again. So the three of us are here to talk about all things local. Dave is going to talk about a new Google ad unit, um, local ad unit. Mike's going to talk about some new GBP policies and guidelines, which seem to clarify things, but maybe not entirely. And I'm going to talk about uh, the the... I was going to say the return, but the emergence or the in inclusion of links in Google SGE, which is a really important development. So, David, why don't you take it away? Sure. So I'm sorry to steal Mike's thunder, but he wanted to talk about the, the new guidelines. So uh, Mike is actually the one who, who discovered this uh, ad unit, and it apparently was new even to Barry Schwartz. So uh, that's a that's rare how, event. That's how we can actually identify that it, it does seem to be a new ad unit. Um, this is a, uh, I have only seen this ad unit on mobile. I've not been able to replicate this on the desktop. Essentially, it is a relatively horizontal uh, ad unit that appears embedded in the traditional ad results. So this is not a pack ad or a, or a local finder ad. Um, it may also appear in the local finder, but but this is the, the surface that Mike saw it on was a traditional Google mobile search result. And it's a really simple ad unit. It's essentially the business name, their ratings and reviews, uh, volume and stars, uh, their category, a very small map about where they're located, and some photos. And so it's pulling all of this information from uh, the Google business profile, requires absolutely zero creative on the part of the business. Um, you know, Theoretically, this is part of some performance max local extension thing. Um, where Google they is sort of- They don't call them local extensions anymore. They call them local you know, assets. Local assets, where Google is sort of choosing the keywords, which I would certainly have some reservations about as a, as a marketer trying to optimize budget. I don't know that that's that it still is pretty fast and loose with your dollars, I think. But from an ad creation standpoint, this is exactly the product that Google should have released over a decade ago. I think all of these features <laughs> were available in in Google business profiles or whatever place pages way back when, um, since time immemorial. And the, and it's exactly the kind of ad unit that is compelling to users. It is essentially, you know, reviews and photos are the two most used areas of, of Google business profiles. Requires no, like no knowledge on the part of the business. Uh, it's just a really, really smart uh, release on their part, I think. Um, I just wish it had been around a long time ago. The irony is that uh, because the new, um, what's it called? Not, I don't know, the insert GBP editing experience, whatever that's called, NMX. NMX. Um, NMX. New merchant experience. New but merchant I, that's not experience. Google, but, but that's not Google's term. That's the that community, is Google's right? term. That's their oh, initial term. term. Yeah. And they're using so NMX? The, 
since the advent of NMX, it has become much, much, much more difficult to actually manage your photos. Um, I, there was some indication that that's, they've actually released a way to do this now, which is like a hybrid of the dashboard within the NMX experience. That, that's uh, always the been there. If you had multiple locations and you clicked on the image, it would take ah. you to that dashboard editing environment. But you had to have multiple locations. You had to know <laughs> to click on the image. So the that, only person right. whoever did it was me because I click everywhere, right? So right. anyway, it, it's, it has been a, it, since the advent of the NMX, it has historically been a cluster to manage images. Um, it's becoming less so. So one would hope that this is a I mean, I hope for the sake of business owners, this is a very effective ad unit. It certainly seems to me uh, to be to be that as a perspective searcher, and it makes it really easy for a business who needs additional exposure to to get that from Google. So, uh, I'm pretty pretty interested to see if Google does release any you know specific data uh, around how effective these these big units are. Well, it won't be for a while at least if they do at all. I mean, one sure. the analogy I think of is to LSAs, right? Which are, exactly. which, are yeah. which are quite a bit more effective than traditional Google ads. And in our user testing, we saw that people uh, explicitly said, I avoid ads, but they very often clicked on LSAs because they didn't really look like ads. They had all this additional information similar to what you're describing about the new unit. Yeah, I think in some respects, so the LSAs have these Google guarantees uh, or Google verified screen uh, language, yeah, which, is, which is part of what Google screen. Sorry, thank you. Um, part of what's appealing to people is is sort of the novelty of that. Um, I think that this this looks more like a like a math traditional ad, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, so I think it may not quite have the same cachet, but um, agreed. I think it's you know if if the user is able to the, the searcher is able to recognize the. Uh, the pin on the, in the map, for example, and and might even recognize the brand name, right? If it's a if it's a sort of suburban or rural uh, location, I think it's a pretty pretty compelling format and and one that is likely to draw a lot of clicks. So. Well, I mean, I, <clears throat> I, um, I I think that the the Google screened and Google guaranteed badges certainly are trust signals to people, but nobody knows what they really mean. That's, I, I mean, that's sort of the irony of all these labels that are and, circulating. And like every Google process, they've been spammed and and misused, and Google has very little control, quality control, even though initially they tried to implement, you know, more, they've let the quality control down. And so they don't really even mean what they say they mean at some level because they've been spammed. And so there's fake locations, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. Fake reviews. Oh, in that, in that sense, that. in that sense, the term Google screened is still accurate, right? It's screened <laughs> as well as Google screens anything. So, <laughs> you're right, but there is a certain deceptive advertising aspect to that that one would think that consumers aren't aware of. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I always thought that the FTC could go after Google because Google is making representations about the accuracy or the trustworthiness or the veracity of the listing and its claims and you know with the spam in there and we don't we don't know what the precise numbers are but there's a lot of it um that sort of goes beyond third-party user-generated content but they haven't so far there hasn't been any action on that so anything more on that item david before we go to mike nope okay so mike 
uh, Google released a bunch of new policies and guidelines. And what are they? And what do well, they, mean? they actually, I would rephrase that to say that Google is now telling you what the guidelines are. These have long been the guidelines; they're just been secret. So um, that's important. Secret guidelines are very helpful to people. <laughs> they're very difficult, and unless you've looked at a hundred cases, you don't even know that they're guidelines, right? So only you know ten or twenty people in the world know that these were the guidelines, and you had to pay them three hundred dollars to help you get reinstated. But so, anyways, Google has uh, announced that publicly and documented this that they will now suspend the business for account level restrictions. Uh, as well as eligibility and content issues, right? So account level restrictions, for example, your Google account's not in good standing, maybe because you got caught cheating on AdWords. It doesn't matter where it'll be applied to GBP and you can get suspended. If they find that a given account and GBP is abusing a lot of GBP uh, locations, that'll get suspended. And uh, there may be suspensions due to abuses within the data structure of GBP. And then, of course, obviously, if the business isn't eligible or the business doesn't exist or they're using a PO box. And then uh, so so in that what's interesting about that and what where the devil is in the detail is whether let's say you are a small business and you hire a less than honest SEO and that SEO's account gets suspended, your location may get suspended as well. And the question in this with these account level restrictions, now that they've admitted that they exist, uh, which they always have, will be whether the small business is told why it's suspended. Now, there are some visual clues when that happens. They don't lose data. It doesn't go out of the index, that sort of stuff. Like if you're an ineligible business or you don't, if Google believes you don't exist, you literally go poof and you're gone. Uh, whereas in these cases, if they're account level restrictions, they st the, the listing still exists in its form. You can see it. You just lose access to it. So it'll so, be interesting to see whether they tell the business that that's why it was suspended. Well, so the idea that you as a small business hire somebody and then that person that you've hired has done something questionable on one of its accounts that's unrelated to your business and you get suspended, that seems to me to be fundamentally unfair. Well, if the it has to be more than one, I mean, that other account, that's the SEO, they had to have gotten caught on 100 cases or whatever the numbers. There's some there's some. Well, but level. I mean, it's it's still it's still it's still sort of unfair if you're I mean, it, it, it goes to the how diligent the 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 uh, local businesses or the businesses in hiring the, the firm. But if right. you've got an unethical firm which a lot of them are, and you're going to get penalized. I mean, that's... that's Right. It's yeah, liquidating it, your bank account because you were banking with First Republic, for example. <laughs> well, the only thing... I mean, yes, true. The only thing that happens, though, is that you're uh, no longer verified, but the listing stays intact. You're still getting leads and stuff. So in the set, in that, all they have to do is re-verify independent of the bad SEO, and that okay. comes back. If Google believes that the business is itself is ineligible, doesn't exist using a PO box or, you know, whatever caught abusing too many times, I mean, it goes poof. And then you really have trouble, right? Then you have to prove to Google it exists. Now, the other interesting side of this announcement was that they also finally announced why and uh, why certain 
assets might not show up, content might not show up on your GVP. So this is a, you know, I've written in the past about images just being stamped, not accepted, and there was no path to recovery. They not only are now telling you why this content, or it might tell you why it was giving you the reasons why it might've been rejected, but they're also giving you a form you can fill in that you can dispute the, the assessment. So that's a, a change. And my guess is that this is due to regulatory environments in Europe where uh, mm. I, don't, I don't know that for a fact, but that's my guess that they are being expected to provide more Provenance. accountability. More transparency. <laughs> more transparency, but only in the United States can they be allowed to run free and roam the uh, prairies like a cowboy. Yeah. And, and our hope for any kind of Europe-like uh, privacy or transparency right. or any any kind of legislation like that is about zero at this at this uh, stage of the game. Um, right. So they list out, uh, and this content uh, not showing, is that could be because the profile that posted it was either deleted or disabled or suspended it or whatever. It isn't verified. Um, that that's duplicate content that's already live, or there's there's this one category at the end called submission error, <laughs> which is Google's way of saying that you know the pipelines are full, they couldn't handle it, they just gave you an error, and the problem that's what's scary about this is that you still may not know why or what's going on, and if it's a submission error, it you know these are ones that I've written about in the past too. They you give them forty eight hours, they just self correct. Um, but how is a business to know that unless they actually are explicit about this? Uh, it, it is only a step in the right direction, not uh, truly something that's in the right direction. Well, that's, that's, it was. Does, that's does like Google the video the remedy is take two beers and come back on Monday. <laughs> yeah. No, they actually provide a new form, but they don't even, oh, they, they do. don't even okay. link to that form for any place. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you've got to know to put certain words in the, in the support Dot, uh, area. If you put those words in, like image not approved, and then you click in the right spots, you'll get that form. So it's you know it's still a little bit it's, of magic. It's it's like the scene from the uh, the Incredibles where the old woman is in in uh, in uh, Mister Incredible's office and he's telling her all the ins and outs, the the sort of arcane bureaucratic uh, rules of the of the insurance company, and she's able to navigate it, and the boss blows up at him. Like, how did she know those things? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, all right. Well, so uh, I'm going to talk today about Google SGE finally including links. This has been one of the big, big criticisms of SGE for the from the people that are using it, from the SEOs that are using it, is that uh, Google is lifting passages, lifting content from third-party sites without attribution. That's one criticism. The other is that you can't really assess the accuracy of of SGE without links and other. AI enhanced search um, tools, Neva first, which is now gone, uh, as well as most of the others, including Bing, include links and citations. So you can go to the source and assess it or get more information. And so Google is finally doing this. They've got three, three or four different presentations of this that they're testing in parallel. One is kind of uh, paragraphs of text where they include the relevant link immediately after the content that is associated with it. Another is where they show bulleted uh, lists of uh, information, which is the most common presentation. And then they've got the link at the end of the particular bullet. 
And then there's another one which I'm seeing more than the others, which is a little kind of quotation mark at the end of the line. And you click that. I thought it was initially a rollover, but you click it and then you get a drop down that shows you multiple citations. And then you click one of those and you can go to that page. And, and none of this, um, that's all a positive development. None of this uh, pertains to local because the way that local is set up is you, you've got a, a vertical list of different places, you click the link and you get the knowledge panel within the SGE experience, and then you click the website and then you can go to the, to the particular right. website. So the citation that, is Google Maps. <laughs> right, that's yeah. right. So and, so and the net result is everything's two clicks away or most well, everything's not two in clicks every away. case, not in every case. In this, in this situation where you've got the little quotes or in the local scenario, you're two clicks away from the source material in the other presentations, I believe it's one click. I'm not seeing those in mu as much, but I, I think that's right. It's just a single click. You see the link and you can click on it. And um, so that's that's a very positive development. Now people are sort of parsing and trying to kind of reverse engineer this from a from an SEO standpoint. We still don't know anything about um, about how consumers are responding to this, really. I think Lily, Lily Ray and Glenn Gabe have said that SGE is not showing up in Google Search Console for people, or there's no traffic, really, yeah. not much traffic attributable to SGE. Um, I have two theories there. Number one, very few people have enabled have Google in. Labs to yeah, see this. Yeah. Number two, Google hasn't been sending any links, so how where, where's the traffic going to show up? <laughs> well, right, right, exactly. So those are very logical explanations. But I think my fear is while, while I welcome this development, my fear is this: this will just preempt everybody else. That um, you know, Google has this SGE, which still is uh, uh, it's very slow, but it's it sort of satisfies the the need to present AI results, and then you know, having the links will address the concerns about plagiarism and and zero click and and people won't go to Bing or they won't go to Perplexity or they won't go to the other the other sites and it'll just they'll just it'll be Google kind of preempting all this other stuff. And I, I think that would be a very sad thing if that were to happen. So if this were fast, though, would one of these presentations satisfy you as a general search result? Um, is it fundamentally it, better, different than what you're getting now? Well, I think I think for certain categories of queries, it could, right? So in the past, when you did an informational search and you would get an answer, you couldn't really determine how accurate it was. I mean, you could sort of say, that sounds right, or kind of try and verify it in other ways. But now with links, you can, you you know, if you see a credible source, you can accept it at face value. So that satisfies the concern about about hallucination. Um, and if it's sped up quite a bit, I think it could be, um, it, it, yes, it would be better. But then you're, you're really, we'll, we'll have to see how people interact with this because is it gonna be something that drives traffic? Is it gonna just be a big zero click black hole? You know, especially now that people can take a look at it and say, oh, I see the, I see the link and I've got the information. But it's not, it's not gonna cannibalize traffic across the board. I also don't think it's a wildly, in local anyway, where there are locations being shown. Um, I don't think it's a wildly different experience. Than, it's not. 
what Google has today. So no, it's really redundant. Care. It's it's redundant. <laughs> yeah, it I mean, what what Google should do is they should make the SGE into the local pack. They should just yeah. merge those and make make the that SGE experience a better overall experience with more context and more results. I mean, but if it, I mean. It, if it is no better and it's slower, why do it at all? Yep. Well, if, it's, if it remains slow, so what Sundar, what Sundar Pichai said on the earnings call, he, he said a bunch of bland things. Marie, Marie Haynes wrote up a, a, a kind of an article that was pretty bullish about AI and Google's future. I, I've taken the position that they're ambivalent about it, but they seem to be less ambivalent. Uh, he's saying, we're getting good feedback. Uh, it's getting faster. We're happy with progress. Um, so uh, I think speed is a major issue. But if they can if they can speed it up, I think people will will respond to it. It remains to be seen how many of these links are automatically presented. How many of these uh, AI snapshots are presented automatically versus the manual? You know, push the button. If you have to push the button, you're not going to do it. If they show it to you as they do in most kind of these local most of these local scenarios then you you're going to look at it because it completely dominates the page visually although there's a certain ver verbosity to the local results that don't strike me as particularly valuable it, it's it's the local pack is still more useful than the sge stuff you know it's 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 like that you've got sge and then you've got the local pack and the local pack is better still so hmm. But it's it's a it's a significant development. Google had always said they were going to include links, and uh, so we'll see. I mean, I'm just eager to get any user data data at all to see what what people are doing and what people think. I mean, I, we we can't really extrapolate from our own experiences in this context. Yeah. So, but um, alrighty then. So I guess that brings us to the end of another exciting episode, episode 122. Tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Um, we're getting, you know, we're getting more subscribers, more downloads, which is encouraging. And uh, we'd love to um, have you uh, advocate on our behalf if you think we're worthy. So um, please do so. And we will see you next time. Thanks for joining David, Mike, and Greg. To stay on top of the latest developments in local, subscribe to our newsletter at nearmedia.co. We'll see you next week.